Uh, we're just we're doing the bit where we're pretending we've just come on the call. Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm not even going to pretend. I'm just not even going to pretend. I'm I'm doing well, Samantha. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, good. Um, I hear your run off your feet, which is excellent. This is what yes. we're going to hear at this time of the year. Yes, yes. It, uh, when COVID first hit, it went very quiet. Um, mm. But yeah, the last month or so, uh, well, beginning from the beginning of September, really, it suddenly got very, very busy. And what do you think that the, the difference is? Uh, I think what it is, is pe- quite a few people thought they could just ride it out, wait till it was all back to normal. And they've realised that it's not going back to normal anytime yeah. soon. And they've got to get their, their message out there. Um, whether, you know, wh- wh- whether the money will come in immediately or not, they need to be remembered when, you know, when the business is there. Exactly. I mean, I think it's one of the things that I've been talking to people about more than anything else. You know, they, they are asking, what should I be, be doing on social just now? What, you know, what's you know, where do I sort of position myself? And, you know, it, it's it's the kind of, they're scared to be selling as well. It's kind of like everyone's you know, facing sort of financial issues and, you know, there's uncertainty. Uh, and it's that branding versus selling dynamic. If you're not branding, you're selling. If you're not selling, you're branding. And, um, and it's just trading that fine line and getting that balance right. I think, especially for, you know, if there's businesses that are maybe not able to, to trade as uh, effectively as they, they normally would, then it's a case of, okay, well, what can you do? Mm. You know? And um, if, if there is some business out there, you want obviously a bigger slice of the smaller market. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and even if there, even if there isn't, mm-hmm. at some point it's going to come back and, and who's going to be remembered the people that have been consistently putting their message out there. Yeah. Exactly. You've yeah. been quiet. Yeah. So um, anyway, before we get into the thick of it, just a, a quick 30 seconds on who you are and what it is you do. Okay. So I'm um, I'm a marketing consultant. Uh, I, um, I specialize in technical and industrial type companies, generally B2B, uh, because it takes a bit of a skill to take something that's a bit dry, sometimes a bit complex, and turning that into something engaging yeah. and uh simple and what's the name um, of your business again samantha it's labrakita marketing it's mm-hmm. uh, That's easy for you to say my... <laughs> uh it's uh the name comes from my dog i was looking for a unique name that would stand out i knew marketing needs to be in there to tell people what i do yeah uh, but i was looking for something that really stood out and um sort of when i was going through ideas that sort of popped into my mind one day uh i have a rescue Right. Uh, he's a Labrador Akita cross. It is not a designer mix. Right. Okay. <laughs> he's <right>. a mutt. <laughs> but yeah, it was and it was unique. No other business is using it. So I thought, yeah, it's, it stands well, uh, out. Let's absolutely. Go with that. Absolutely. And how long have you been doing this now? I launched uh, in July last year, July 2019. But so your ba- your background is in the, you know, the same sector, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was working in marketing for 15 years before I set up on my own and I was already chartered, had all my qualifications, etc. So, yeah. Um, so l- l- let's go back to the, the, the superhero origin story, Samantha. Okay, so wh- whenever you were, you know, just a young girl and you're kind of 
in school and, and sort of dreaming of what what you know lay ahead career wise did you have any idea that you know yes i actually want to work in marketing i want to do a specific creative thing was there anything that was what what was it no. that was getting you fired up at that stage at that stage i was definitely going to be a hollywood actress okay uh, i can see I that i got a kate winslet <laughs> thing kind of going on right uh, and then I was doing my A-levels and then I, I was trying to think what to do. I was sort of, I went to a grammar school and it was sort of expected you would be going to, on to university. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know what to do, but I knew my parents weren't going to let me go to drama school or pay for a performance arts degree or anything like that. So I picked ancient history and archaeology, uh, which... <laughs> Did not naturally a, a, a very commercial decision there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was, it was to be honest, it sounded interesting mm -hmm. and it meant I didn't have to make a, a, a decision about what I actually was going to do for another three years. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was starting to get a little bit more realistic. Um, it's a field that really you have to go to PhD level to actually go into professionally, okay? Right. So, I ended up with um, you know, going the path down any degree required type of thing. Um, I took a temp role on at uh, a company my dad used to work for. They knew I was looking for work and they needed someone, some, someone to cover. Okay. And that's where the marketing started. They weren't doing any, really, uh, oh, okay. or doing so very little. So you were th thrown in at the deep end? Yeah, I just, I just saw there was a gap. Uh, the actual role didn't take up much time. During the day, it w probably would have been part-time, really, but th whoever they'd employed in the past had been taking all day to do it. So I had plenty okay. of time to start creating a, a digital catalogue for them and um, all sorts and what of can, bits What kind of business was this, sorry? This was a B2B tech company. Right, so uh, it's, it's always been, you've always been in that kind of, the, the tech sort yeah, of side of things. Yeah, they, they were a te a te technology products sensors primarily to monitor machinery right um they specialize primarily in um power stations okay so it's turbines uh and they had specialist equipment for nuclear power so it's a bit unusual very it's not technical. really the kind of thing you're going to get like supermodels advertising it or helping in any way no no definitely not <laughs> so but <laughs> i mean but the thing is that i always find though that whenever you're dealing with something that's a more like you say a, a drier kind of subject matter and you know the, the industry is like how can we make this an an interesting kind of proposition mm. to potential customers so what what would you say you, what was your sort of main thing was it really a, a a process of simplification and trying trying to make this make sense to be was it was it an internal comms thing as well or was it um you know, broader in terms of actually, actually sort of getting the message out? Not this, this place. Everyone was very technical. Okay. So internally, uh, there wasn't much um, required in terms of them understanding it. Uh, externally, we're also dealing with engineers. It still needed to be a simple message. Yeah. Uh, but with all the technical information behind it. So there, did, there was some simplification going on. And it, it's talking about... Um, uh, and this is throughout my career, really. It's it's talking about the uh, problems that are being solved for the customer. It's starting at that end, um, and and dealing and um, 
hitting the right emotions as well. I think some people think that um, uh, B2B doesn't involve uh, emotion, emotions with uh, marketing communications, but it really oh, abso- does. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the things, I mean, that I go on and on about is just it's everything really, and especially in the digital age, it's, it needs to be about storytelling. Um, yes yeah and, absolutely and, and find the story in the human side of it um so that it's going to make sense and, and connect with people and, it, and to your point about looking at it from the problem that you're going to solve i mean for me that's that's everything in, ter- in terms of the content that you're going to create don't be thinking what am i going to be getting out of this always be thinking of what is it that's going to to serve the customer best you know what are they going to get out of this um, yes. And I think that's a huge distinction um, in social media that people get wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, you see it all the time. Yeah. And I think um, I think an- another common problem is not using the customer's language. Yes. So many, especially technical firms, fall into using their own industry terminology or right. launching straight into product codes and that kind of thing that means nothing to the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really important as well. Understanding understanding what the customers, the issues that your customers face, what problems you're actually solving, and yeah, speaking their language. Mm-hmm. I like uh, to say storytelling, even simple things like case studies. Yes. Um, yeah. I was talking with somebody. I was doing a webinar last week. Doing a couple of web- webinars last week, and and I had always, always do a Q and A at the end. And one of them, uh, there was a lady who she was working in HR and employment law. And obviously there's a lot of restrictions with what they can actually talk about and to to do with specific cases and and all of that sort of things. And so she was, she was asking really, what is it? What, what can I do? How can I actually do this? And the thing is that really struck me that, that she wasn't really grasping was you're, all you're doing is you're thinking about what you can't do and not what you can do and everything about it was just the attitude was just totally you know i'd say okay right well let's make this about the personalities instead rather than specific i said nobody wants to hear about employment law and incredible detail like, well, really you know let's let's make it about these people who've done this thing and, and it's so that the people who are actually going to view your content they, they're going to see themselves in the stories that you're telling and all that stuff. Yeah. so we're talking uh, we're talking about that and literally it was i was kind of met with you know well i mean no i mean pe- people wouldn't you you know want to be you know on on a show talking about that for the same reason you know the too many restrictions and, and, I, and I literally had to stop her and say all you're doing is seeing obstacles not mm. opportunities and i think that's a huge especially you know in the 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 times that we live in is that we're faced with so much negativity and so much potential bad that we're, we're seeing around us that I do think that some sometimes it's really just talking to clients about seeing the possibilities rather than the problems. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and with case studies, sometimes it's, it's, it's just pick the ones where it also makes your client look good and they're more likely to agree with you to share that information. Yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. Flattery will get you everywhere. It's kind of like, this is this is a bit where you guys were awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's always going to help. So you, you've 
you've worked within that sort of that tech sector. Has it has it always been? Be obviously, because that's sort of where you where you started and got your sort of grounding in marketing. Have you ever thought of going broader than that, or if, or have you thought no, you know, this is a specific niche that I want to focus on? Yeah, I mean, I, I was briefly agency side, and that was more B two C. How did you find um, that? Was that was that uh, quite a different sort of beast? Um, not, do you know what? No, not really. Uh, I think it, at the end of the day, it's the same principles. Yeah. Um, there are slightly different things like um, with B2B, uh, for example, there have been some research recently where you need a 50-50 split in terms of investment in the short term and the long term uh, type objectives. Whereas with B2C, it's a bit more slant to the long term. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and, and you're do dealing with maybe different emotions um yeah at the end of the day it's it's the same thing at the end of the day yeah it's, i mean I th yeah i think the, the job's the same but in terms of the actual day-to-day -day experience of working within say the agency structure rather than being an autonomous marketing manager within an organization was that a, a, a different kind of thing you know just in terms of being part of a specific agency structure yeah I mean, I was at that stage, I was um, pretty much down the bottom of the pile. <laughs> so okay. I wasn't, <laughs> I was dealing with all the admin, some of the promotion stuff. Um, so I may not have seen everything. Yeah. I wasn't dealing with the clients directly, uh, which I think is, that is a different beast. If you're agency side dealing with clients, yeah. um, especially in B2C, it's a bit more cutthroat, I think. Mm -hmm. maybe compared to agency side for b2b um uh, but i didn't i in terms of the the underlying principles are the same and yeah i mean and since i launched um the reason i went down that route a yes it's my background it takes a bit of a skill set to do it mm -hmm. also I've, it means i've got less competition because mm -hmm. there are fewer marketers that really go for that um type of customer yeah. Having said that, I've actually ended up with all sorts of clients. So most of the most of them are in that sector. Um, but I mean, I had to. In, in I've got my Chartered Institute of Marketing qualifications. I had to prove that I understood how to market to diff within different markets. So I had yeah. to. I did uh, projects on charities um, and, and on B two C as well as B two B. So yeah, it's it's. Yeah, ultimately the same principles, but there, it is, it's just that where you're taking something that I think a lot of um, tech companies overload customers with information. I yeah. think that's where I, I really come in. Yeah, I think, I think that's just a general marketing problem anyway, because, you know, people who, they, they, you know, they work in their industry and they're used to yeah. hearing the, the terminal, terminology every day. So they'll say something as a shorthand that other people are just like, what? You know, and, it, and it's, and that can just be unbelievably off-putting for your general consumer um, or just whoever's you're trying to see that message. But um, what would you say has been, I mean, this is something I've been talking about with um, quite a few people. I mean, obviously we're, we're all dealing with the whole, you know, the COVID situation, but 
what would you say are those the main challenges that you're finding with your existing clients and um, th that they're maybe struggling with at this time? Is it, you know, I think we've touched on it before. We've been speaking about that, that balance between branding and selling and, um, you know, uh, certainly at the, the start of lockdown when it was, there was all this sort of like unbelievable panic people were terrified of putting a post on LinkedIn that was like, I'm doing this and it costs this. And it's, it, there was almost this, like, how dare you ask for money at this time? Um, how have you found that with, with your clients? Um, with my existing clients carried on, to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a few leads that suddenly went very quiet. And it's uh, within my network, because I do quite a lot of networking within, um, networking speaking to people asking if they're going to come along there are a few people that said said they had a moral objection to continuing yeah. doing business which i find bizarre we've all got to eat yeah i think that's the thing and that really pissed me off because I, there was a lot of people kind of like it's like how dare you i'm like hold on i'm self-employed i'm not on furlough i don't have money yeah. coming in from somewhere else unless i actually work so shut the hell up you know, there's an awful lot of people who were in their cushy little corporate job that got were just put on for a lot. We're just sitting at home. It's all really relaxing time, isn't it? No, it's not. You know, so I, I just think there was an awful lot of a whole bunch of self-employed people went at eh, what? You know, uh, and so it was, I think there was that strange period, that dynamic where, where like you say, it was kind of, you're faced with this kind of morality kind of dilemma. It's like, really? You have a problem with me trying to feed my family, you know? Yeah, and 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 even amazingly, some self-employed people that I was speaking to, who they felt it would be immoral for them to try and sell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? What are you? Yeah. How are you going to eat? How are you going to exactly put a roof over your head? But I don't I think, understand. I think that's the really interesting thing, though. Um, it's just from a marketing point of view, is it's that subtlety. You know, it's mm. just like okay, there's going to be, a, you know, and it's just going to be a sh maybe a short passage of time, but there's going to be that subtle change where, okay, you know, yeah, it's all right to maybe kind of go a wee bit more salesy now, but maybe just making that subtle change in the content that you're sharing being seen to be obviously valuable to and, and helpful to, to people yeah. at the time rather than, and by the way, this is only, you know, <laughs> $17.99, you know, it's, it's kind of like, no, we're actually here to help you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and 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 people who weren't continuing to just doing the networking, just just keeping contact with people, just continuing writing blogs, continuing to put social media content out there that's just reminding people that you exist. People were even stopping doing that, and it's. Mm. I think a lot of a lot of people suddenly realised that I was a mistake. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, and I think. You know, one of the, the main things that I think we've, we've all kind of had to to do is um, making, well, I mean, it's, it's all just been a period of adjustment. Uh, and one of the, the main things that I've been doing is the businesses that I've been working with are having to make that shift from real world work situations and then being able to, how can we do this and operate in some kind of online capacity? If we can't all yeah. be... In, in the room together how can we actually go about doing this and i, I mean it, and it's obviously it's an extremely challenging time for for so many businesses but it's it's this constant reevaluating where we're at and 
can we do this in an online capacity you know yes um yeah most of my clients don't have that well I'm, I'm one of my new clients he'd already done that he'd realized that he needed to uh and that's why he's 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 ready to really go for it now he had to turn all his content to online content and and provide his service um online uh but most of my clients didn't didn't have that issue because they're either tech companies that are used to used to that kind of situation anyway quite a few, yeah uh quite a few it companies i was dealing with um their main problem was they were overloaded with work all of a sudden because mm -hmm. they're helping people work from home yeah. who weren't set up for it um, absolutely um but yeah it's uh and and it didn't I, I already had clients that I'd never even met in person. So in terms of sure. how I work, it didn't, what, what it did do though, though was open up international markets. I can network anywhere now. Mm -hmm. um, I took on my first international client a couple of months ago. And yeah, we can all work from anywhere. Um, so that there, yeah. there are positives as well as negatives to it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, going back to the obstacles versus opportunities thing, I mean, I think mm. for me more than anything else, it's like, <clears throat> okay, you know, I don't, I don't have to be doing a networking thing in Glasgow or even Scotland, you know, it's like, mm. let's, let's just, you know, if it's English speaking, because <laughs> my other languages are not great, um, yeah, then, same. Then, then we're fine, you know, but um, yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's, it's just been such a, a strange strange and I, and I don't know how many times i've said this you know and but every day we you we, we still kind of go really i wasn't expecting the words global pandemic to be you know used on such a regular basis this year you know very very strange so when you when you first um ventured out on your own did you have a a, a plan of of you know where you wanted to go or was was it just an instinctive thing that you you just were like i'm not i'm gonna do this on, on my own i'm gonna do my own thing yeah well it 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 had been a plan for a long time um but the moment hadn't been right i uh and i moved to scotland mm -hmm. from bedfordshire uh i'd left my previous job i but initially i took on a job up here because i had thought about is that the right time to launch a new business? But of course, mm -hmm. I was porting a mortgage, and uh, if you're self-employed, they like to see a few years worth of accounts mm -hmm. uh, rather than nothing. I just planned to start one, and yeah. um, so decided that wasn't an option. But the job didn't work out at all. Um, uh, long story short, just really did not get on with the directors. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure it's a really so, juicy story that you're not telling me about. <laughs> It's a very long story. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I'd been in a previous company for 10 years and was expecting to be there for at least three years. Um, but after three months, I had to quit for my own sanity. Yeah. Uh, and having moved already, uh, the whole the house down south had been sold. We were in our new home. Uh, we had a quite a bit of money left over because it's big difference in house prices. Yeah, sure uh so i so uh, pool. yeah so so i had something to invest and i, and I thought yeah it, it, maybe this is a sign and I, I did sit down and figure out what my plan is and i have my big 
15-year plan, whether that will actually come off or not, I don't know, but I mm-hmm. do my damnedest. Uh, it's, it's basically my retirement plan. Um, right. And yeah, I want to build this build this up into a really great business. So, uh, and and are you building it in the sense that um, you're not just doing this necessarily just for yourself? You're you're building it as an agency on, yeah. on its own, right? That's the plan. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm already starting to outsource work uh, outsource right. work that I would normally do myself because I've got too much on, mm-hmm. um, and that's the way I will grow I'll start outsourcing and once I've got enough being outsourced that's a job role and, and gradually build it up like, like that that's that's my plan what's this is a sort of two-sided question I suppose what's your favorite thing to do as part of your job and your least favorite? so what's the, the thing that you're happy to outsource because you hate doing it and then the bit that you know like I quite like doing that but I don't want to necessarily ask somebody else to do that I'd quite like to keep doing that I, I I discovered that I used to hate networking. I discovered mm-hmm. I really like networking, meeting people, doing all of that side of things. Um, I still enjoy the strategy side. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do and do a lot of copywriting, but I'm definitely going to outsource more of that because it's a bit of a it's not mm-hmm. the most exciting thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm already working with a copywriter who's really, really, also really good in that. And his background's um, uh, similar. Uh, he's very ro- used right. to writing for tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he can do what I can do with the copy. Uh, I already have to work with graphic designers anyway because I'm not a graphic designer. I, I know mm-hmm. you need a professional to do the... I can do the very basic stuff, really basic stuff. But yeah. other than that, I use graphic designers, web developers. I don't try and do that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a strategy, planning. Mm-hmm. And um, so I will probably, once I've built the business up, still do a bit of that, uh, the consultancy stuff. Um, and you're just, just running a business. The, the, it might sound a bit sad but all the planning for my own business not just marketing planning but all of that stuff and having yeah. this vision and it's uh I find absolutely that really i mean and it's you, you know you're still you know early in the process and it's just the, mm. exci- the excitement of uh, i'm just you know getting started doing this and, and you've got that like like you said that vision of where you where you want it to go um any are you going to drop any hints of you know let's let's okay, let's try and imagine Let's try and imagine a world without COVID. And pandemics aside, right, where where would you like to see um, your business in, say, five years' time? Yeah, in five years' time, I'd like I'd like to have uh, office space. Not necessarily enough office space for everyone to be there all the time, because mm-hmm. that's probably not going to be a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, uh i i suppose meeting space for clients you know it's it's, ha- it's having yes a, yeah. yes yeah yes uh, a space where i can have um video calls without uh, a bedroom in the background quite <laughs> maybe maybe a nice branded wall mm-hmm. i mean it's um, fine because I mean, I'm, I'm working from home at the moment you know i'm, I'm literally in the study which is a bomb site at the moment but um I really would normally want to do this 
um, these kind of things in my studio. Because then it's kind of like, oh, this is like where I work. This is what I do, you know. But you know, it's it's the Zoom bookcase in the back the background, or you know, you know, like you say, cupboards and whatever. Crazy. Yeah, I've tried. It. I've got a, a what I call a library. It's it's a converted mm -hmm. garage. Yes. Um, but uh, which it's great for the background, but terrible lighting in there. So it really yeah. doesn't work for Zoom call. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry, I, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. So five years time. Five years time. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, office. Um, mm. uh, at least five years time. So at least minimum five employees. Mm -hmm. um, I still envision targeting that same market, probably. Okay. Maybe broaden out to B two B in general. Okay. Um, uh, and we be very much uh, an uh, a national slash international company, not just Scotland. Yeah. Um, most of my clients are still in Scotland, um, but yeah, definitely need to broaden out. So I, I, I also possibly envision having having account managers maybe dotted about the, the country. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah, absolutely. So if, um, I think it's always really helpful, especially, especially at this time, to drop you know a little bit of advice for for you know other businesses who, who maybe you know listening or watching um, this, what would be you know a couple of tips that you would give to businesses that are maybe struggling for marketing ideas at the moment or just what 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 sort of best practice just now for you? Um, stay. I, I number one, stay visible make sure that your brand is out there if nothing else so um blogging if you've got you probably have lots of uh, you're, you're the best at what you do you've got lots of information up here get it out there on blogs uh, there are still although we that there aren't uh, many um physical conferences for obvious reasons conferences are still going on mm -hmm. um get those speaker spots uh make sure you're positioned as the expert mm -hmm. um uh, I think that's really important. Um, and once you start doing these things, stay consistent. If you're if you're posting on social media, make sure you keep doing it. You're blogging, keep doing it. Um, and yeah, if you need help uh, with content, I would get out there. And it, it, marketing is very much marketing communication. It's very much an investment. Yes. So if you are in a position to invest and get um, professionals to help you um do so mm -hmm. uh there's so many great professionals out there branding people graphic designers web developers etc get the right people to help you um or indeed a marketing consultant like myself yeah. it, it, it it really is an investment and for most people it's not their day job yeah. and it's therefore quite hard if you don't have the cash to invest just make sure that you set, uh, even if it's just one hour a week aside, to get your post scheduled. Your uh, a, even if it's a short blog, once once a month, just something mm. um, to 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 get something out there. It just it's. It, I think that's what it is. It's it, at the moment. 
it is just making sure that you're visible and, and for some markets understand where your market is at this point in time as well because some markets are um are still out there and are still selling and do need help yeah um and if that's if that's part of your market even if it doesn't represent your whole market go for those customers really really um uh send messages out that hit that particular audience target them with advertising if you can can afford to yeah. uh, it really will make a difference so samantha if people are actually want to, to find out more about what it is that you do where can they find you online um it's uh, my website is www.labraquita.co.uk labraquita's mm-hmm. L-A-B-R-A-K-I-T-A. Amazing. Yes, you, you remember how to spell <laughs> business kid. And if you search uh, Samantha Tong Marketing on Google, you'll find all my uh, social media accounts as well. Don't just search for Samantha Tong because there is a, um, there's a best-selling author with the same name. And right, uh, okay. one of the reasons I didn't go with Samantha Tong Marketing. I see. That could get confusing. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I'll make sure we add, we add all the links in the uh, show notes for today's episode. Anyway, Samantha, thank you so much for, for joining me today. This is for the folks at home. This is the second time we've tried to do this. We had a Zoom catastrophe the last time, but I think we've managed to get through it this time. Anyway, yes. thank, thank you very much, Deed, and I'll talk to you soon. Brilliant. Thank you very much. See you later.